Good evening. Welcome to evening prayer. Just a note: there's an antiphon on the in the notes section of of our website, and that's our antiphon for December 16th. And we will say that at the beginning of the Magnificat, and at the end, we'll repeat it again at the end of the Magnificat. Uh, evening prayer starts on page 21. Watch ye, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at even or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he finds you sleeping. Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy, and although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet awfully ought we chiefly to do so when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary, as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore, I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice into the throne of the heavenly grace, saying, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 65 begins on page 416. Thou, O God, art praised in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed in Jerusalem. Thou that hearest the prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. My misdeeds prevail against me, O be thou merciful unto our sins. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest, and receivest unto thee. He shall dwell in thy court, and shall be satisfied with the pleasures of thy house, even of thy holy temple. Thou shalt show us wonderful things in thy righteousness, O God of our salvation, thou that art the hope of all the ends of the earth, 
and of them, them that remain in the broad sea. Who in his strength setteth fast the mountains, and is girded about with power. Who stilleth the raging of the sea, and the noise of his waves, and the madness of the peoples. They also that dwell in the uttermost parts of the earth shall be afraid at thy tokens. Thou that makest the outgoings of the morning and evening to praise thee. Thou visitest the earth and blesseth it, thou makest it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water, thou preparest their corn, for so thou providest for the earth. Thou waterest her furrows, thou sendest rain into the little valleys thereof. Thou make it soft with the drops of rain, and blessest the increase of it. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy clouds drop fatness. They shall drop upon the dwellings of the wilderness, and the little hills shall rejoice on every side. The folds shall be full of sheep. The valleys also shall stand so thick with corn, that they shall laugh and sing. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Here beginneth the fourteenth verse of the twenty-eighth chapter of the book of Isaiah. Therefore hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men, who rule this people who are in Jerusalem, because you have said, We have made a covenant with death, and with Sheol we are in agreement scourge passes through, it will not come to us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood we have hidden ourselves. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Also I will make justice the measuring line, and righteousness the plummet. The hail will sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters will overflow the hiding place. Your covenant with death will be annulled, and your agreement with Sheol will not stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, then you will be trampled down by it. As often as it goes out, it will take you, for morning by morning it will pass over, and by day and night. It will be a terror just to understand the report. For the bed is too short to stretch out on, and the covering so narrow that one cannot wrap himself in it. For the Lord will rise up as a Mount Perizim. He will be angry, as in the valley of Gibeon, that he may do his work, his awesome work, and bring to pass his act, his unusual act. Now therefore do not be mockers, lest your bonds be made strong. For I have heard from the Lord God of hosts, a destruction determined even upon the whole earth. Here endeth the first lesson. Together the Magnificat with the Antiphon in the uh, Remarks section. O wisdom which came forth out of the mouth of the Most High, and teaches from one end to the other, mightily and sweetly ordering all things, come and teach us the way of prudence. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the loneliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, 
He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. O wisdom which came forth out of the mouth of the Most High, and reaches from one end to the other, mightily and sweetly ordering all things, Come and teach us the way of prudence. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixteenth chapter of the Revelation of St. John. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out the bowls of the wrath of God on the earth. So the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became blood as of a dead man, and every living creature in the sea died. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters saying, You are righteous, O Lord the one who is, and who was, and who is to be, because you have judged these things. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink, for it is their just due. And I heard another from the altar saying, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the po power was given to him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God, who has power over these plagues. And they did not repent and give him glory. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom became full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues because of the pain. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and did not repent their deeds. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up, so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons performing signs, which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of the great day of the God Almighty. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such a mighty and great earthquake as has not occurred since men were on earth. Now the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nation fell. And great Babylon was remembered before God, to give her cup of the wine to the fierceness of his wrath. Then every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And great hail from heaven fell upon men, each hailstone about the weight of a talent. 
then blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, since that plague was exceedingly great. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Nuptimittis. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. God may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. Um, you notice that we threw an uh, antiphon in the tonight, and there'll be a different antiphon for uh, up until um, December 23rd. And tonight's was um, O Sapientia, and that means Sapientia is a word from Sophists, and it's uh, wisdom. So we're we were um, imploring wisdom to to be with us and to help us. So a few comments about our psalm. I'm going to maybe make a couple of comments on each passage. But Psalm 65 is a little bit different. Uh, we have days that uh, we have songs about and psalms about. And um, 
Actually, I think what I want to tell you about a song. How many of you know, you can't raise your hand, obviously, but you probably heard of Kent State University and in 1974 students were shot by Ohio National Guard and nine wounded. And uh, some people don't know that, but uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young did a song, Four Dead, in, Four Dead in Ohio, and that's how I learned about it. And so I just wanted to mention a little bit about the Psalms. Sometimes when they sing, that's how we learn about what's going on in the world. And so the Psalms are um, important for that reason. And now I'll tell you about the the days that the Psalms sing about and how this one is different. A lot of times they'll sing about the day of the Lord. They'll sing about a, a great day when, when God delivered them. This Psalm seems to be about a whole year and it was like a, a whole uh, special year. And it um, was probably because there was a notable answer to prayer. Um, in in uh, verses two and five, we see, saw the overpowering reality of sin and that God had done uh, awesome deeds in, in verse three. And it involved the stilling of nations and establishing a worldwide reputation. And that the harvest was particularly abundant. Those things didn't happen in one day. So it's, it's thought that that was a particular year. And there were a couple thoughts about what the psalm was uh, reflecting was uh, the victory over Assyria when there was no hope except God intervened. And also the more likely in my mind is that it was uh, a year after um, David had committed his great sin and, and God had delivered uh, delivered him or forgiven him and, and provided this kingdom and, and had, had blessed the kingdom. So they're remembering that God's greatness. So um, that's probably what was happening in the psalm. Sometimes when you think of it that way, you might want to just go back over it for fun and see, you know, to see the whole, like how it stretches out over a year. Um, so the, the psalm, it unfolds that whole thing. In Isaiah, what we see is, once again, we see a, um, a conflict between the world and, and God. And, and in this case, the people who were not following God, they, they made a covenant with death and with the grave, uh, literally with Sheol. And um, it probably eludes the idea that they were calling on gods of the underworld or, and, and, and seeing uh, necromancers and uh, mediums, and they were just doing all the things that they weren't supposed to do, maybe a treaty with Egypt, but it's, 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 uh, the covenant with death means that's their choice. They're choosing death rather than choosing life with God. And so it's important for us to remember what our job is, which is to follow God. Um, their thought was because they made these, these covenant, this covenant with death that nothing can touch us, touch us. So, you know, the alliances they had were like watertight. Nobody could get near them. And, um, and so that was a false hope. And the interesting thing is with false hope is a lot of times it's what we want to hear. And so we'll hear something and go, oh, good, that's happening. I feel better now. And I don't know, this may be a small thing. Sometimes when somebody my age passes away, I want to know why they died because I want to make sure I'm not doing any of that stuff. But it's a, but that's a false hope because we all know what, you know, that we have that end and we go through the doorway before we see our Lord. But it's not something we can avoid, but we sometimes maybe think we do. So. Um, in chapter 15 of Revelation, and in, in yesterday we saw uh, a song. It was the song of Moses and also the song of the Lamb. And because it was a song of Moses and also a song of the Lamb, it connects the plagues of Egypt and the Exodus with the plagues of the seven trumpets that we read about tonight. Uh, excuse me, seven trumpets were before, and these are the seven bowls. And it's uh, this, some of the same plagues, but more intense. 
And then the, the word bowls is interesting here because we're talking about the cup of God's wrath, the, the cup of God's wrath, the cup of this, and, and bowls might be a mistranslation. It might should be cups, but it means the same thing, something you drink out of. So the nations are, are given um, these, these flavors of the God's wrath. And um, I think one of the things that we should remember when we think of all these plagues coming upon the world is that uh, there's a similarity and there's this tie into the Exodus. And one of the things that happened after the plagues is that people were led out into the promised land. So I don't think the plague should be fearful to us because we know what the end is and we know where we're going. And so that's what we have to hang on to is this is a, this is a story of hope, not of um, not of something to be terrified of. So it said in, in verses 3 and 4 of chapter 15, they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. And so the message is the same then at Moses' time and at Jesus' time and as it is now. And so we have to choose who we're going to serve. And I, I love that we pray every morning when we pray to God and we say, whose service is perfect freedom. And Joshua uh, told the people as he was leading them, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of the lands beyond the river or um, the Lord God Jehovah, the king of all. And so a couple things to remember about that. Joshua challenged his people to make that choice because we don't have a choice. Uh, there's no third choice. Uh, there will be opposition to our belief in this world, and that's what Revelation and, and uh, is about, is that, that, that the victory is won, so we don't have to worry, even though we face opposition. Um, another thing that we learn, there is judgment, and there's, a, and there's a reward, and it's based on the choice you make. And so our choice would probably be smart uh, to, to agree with Joshua, who also said at the end of that challenge, he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So with that, let's move back and go with the, um, um, pray the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving help unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world 
by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Robert, for co-leading. Thank, thank you to each and every one of you. It's a pleasure to pray with you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you. Have a wonderful, have a wonderful night, everybody. Yes, thank you both. Have a good evening.